Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 61 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post that was released on June 10th, 2015. It was titled, A Lean Guy Reads the Boston Papers. Facts, Respect, and Baseball Fan Risks. And th this is part of a series I've done for a while on the blog where kind of clumped together a bunch of articles if I, if I see a couple things in the paper that are related. And you can find the post at leanblog.org slash audio61 if you want to see links and pictures. But my wife and I were recently in Boston. It was her fifth reunion uh, from her master's program at MIT that she graduated from. Uh, I'm also an MIT alum, but it was uh, it was her reunion and we were back both back there. And, you know, being MIT, the reunion isn't really just about parties. It's certainly not, you know, a homecoming weekend with a football game. It's it's June and it's it's MIT. I mean, they have football. It's Division three, but it's it's not a big deal there. You know, the reunion was uh, was also full um, of, of not just get togethers, but but lectures by some MIT Sloan professors, uh, including Steve Spear. Uh, and Zainab Tan. Um, I, I have uh, blog posts um, that I've written um, also about them and the talks they gave. But um, I, as we were waiting to leave Boston, I was looking at the papers at the airport, and there were a few things that kind of caught my eye in both the Boston Herald and, and the Boston Globe. Um, so the first was a headline on an opinion piece in the Boston Herald. Uh, it was column by former Boston Mayor Ray Flynn. And the, and the headline in, in huge letters, it says, in future, let's wait for facts, not rush to judge. So, you know, regardless of the column or, or the context, I mean, I think that's an important statement in that headline. It, it's really applicable in many settings, including hospitals. I'll, I'll read it again. You know, in the future, let's wait for facts, not rush to judge. So how often do leaders rush to judge, which usually means blaming an individual when something bad happens? You know, it's, it's easy to jump to conclusions. It's easy to judge. But instead, we often have to wait for facts or, or better yet, proactively go look for facts instead of relying on what others tell us. It's really the classic lean leadership advice to do three things. One, go and see. Two, ask why. Three, show respect. And if we do that, we can um, make better decisions uh, if, if we wait for facts and don't rush to judge. So thanks to former Mayor Ray Flynn for his thoughts on that. Um, second was an article about the MIT commencement that was held that weekend. Now, uh, we didn't attend, but we saw an article about the commencement speaker, uh, our national chief technology officer, Megan Smith. Um, you, you might not be aware that the federal government has a chief technology officer, but we have one, and her name is Megan Smith. She shared some important thoughts about respect and teamwork. Uh, the headline to the article said, MIT graduates urged to be kind, be inclusive, be open. And it said, in part, uh, you know, she asked the graduates um, to use their talents for service and that, quote, kindness is as important as knowledge. And she said, or the article said, at a school where mathematical equations are long and the science problems may have no answers, the final lesson Smith offered was simple, quote, be kind, be inclusive, be open. Make history in the infinite ways that your heart takes you, end of quote. So Smith, who serves as an assistant to President Obama, also told the graduates to work in teams and to respect others in the workplace. Uh, she said, quote, people can get into very bad habits of arguing ideas and shutting them down, she said on the sunny, crisp morning, quote, what if that half idea was the first idea for a cure to cancer, end of quote. 
So I think those are important thoughts. You know, I've learned in my career, often the hard way, that having the right answer is not enough for successfully leading change. You need to know how to work with people, and that's something I've tried to get better with over time as a quote-unquote recovering engineer, as some might say. And in that last paragraph, she makes a great point that has to be applied in our Kaizen efforts if we're creating a culture of continuous improvement. Norman Bodak taught me to, to quote, treat every idea like a gift when employees speak up. You know, if we criticize ideas or belittle people, um, they're going to stop speaking up. And, and that cost is immeasurable if we misprocess improvement opportunities that would have followed, you know, large or small. And then uh, the third thing that caught my eye, uh, something that happened uh, at Fenway Park, a woman, uh, a fan was injured by a flying piece of a broken bat at a Red Sox game. And she was hit in the head, was bleeding profusely, was screaming and was in critical condition at a local hospital. And, you know, she was expected to survive. You know, she got an upgraded to fair condition. I'm, I'm guessing by now she's been uh, discharged. It's been uh, about two weeks. But it was front page news in both papers. And, you know, you, you can read articles about it online. And you might ask, well, gosh, was, was this a fluke? You know, was, is it rare, perhaps, to have an injury that severe? You know, what, what, what did the data say? Well, the data says uh, that 1,750 fans are hurt in the stands at Major League Baseball games each year. That's, that's two fans every three games, almost one per game. This, this woman in particular was in the second row near the third base dugout. Now, there's netting behind home plate uh, to catch foul tips, foul balls in American ballparks to, to protect fans. Now, when I was in Japan last year, I had a chance to go to a baseball game at the Tokyo Dome. They had netting that extended all the way down the first and third base lines, all the way down um, the sides of the field. And, you know, nets like that would have protected the fan at Fenway Park. And, you know, every time at the Tokyo Dome, a pop fly was headed for the stands, you know, on a higher trajectory that would have cleared that net, um, you know, wouldn't be as harmful as a line drive. You know, ushers would start blowing whistles frantically to alert fans. And there would be a PA announcement in um, Japanese and um, the, the scoreboard would have a message every single time in Japanese and English that said, you know, in huge letters, attention, watch out for balls. And so as you know, we see, and there's a picture online here, um, th there are signs posted all over American ballparks for, for fans in the front row. Uh, there's a picture of a sign from uh, Fenway that says, uh, be alert, foul balls and bats hurt. You know, but, but signs don't prevent injuries. And I make this point a lot on, uh, I have a companion blog at the site bemorecareful.com about how signs are, are usually not a good root cause uh, prevention um, uh, tactic. Yeah, I don't recall whistles or scoreboard notices or PA announcements at, at Fenway when I've attended. Um, you are sitting very close to the field and if you're in a seat uh, this good. And the back of the, your ticket has a little kind of legalistic warning. But I think we need to do more than just tell people to be alert, whether that's at ballparks or in our workplaces or in hospitals. You know, the Major League Baseball Players Union had actually proposed extending netting down to the dugouts, which would have been not as far as uh, they do in Japan. The major league owners have balked at the idea as, as fans in those expensive seats might not like looking through uh, the netting. 
and so now we have to think, well, we have a trade-off between you know, fan enjoyment, the view, and, and safety. At National Hockey League arenas, netting's been installed behind the goals at every arena as a new standard to protect fans after a young girl died after being hit in the head by an errant hockey puck at a game back in 2002. And, and at first, there were complaints and there was some backlash from fans, but I think people have generally now by this point accepted the netting as as normal. It, it's a reasonable protective measure rather than being an overreaction. So in any setting, you know, if, if, if teams are going to say, as they do, fan safety is our top priority, how do you translate those words into action? If you're a hospital and you say, well, patient safety is always our top priority, how do you make that the reality every day? That's the question I would ask. So thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for if you're a subscriber to this podcast series. If not, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.